Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marsh. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Uh, welcome to A Thousand Generations presented by Dave Sterners. They were not my Star Wars type talk. Um, today, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So, next week, the 29th, will be the release of the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth uh, installment in that franchise. So let's start at the very beginning. What was my introduction to um, the Indiana Jones franchise? Well, it all began many, many years ago, probably in probably in 1994. Lucas Arts, which was the video game division of Lucasfilm, was made some of the greatest computer games I think of all time. Um, one of these, or, well, they made a lot of great point-and-click adventure games. Um, and one of those was an Indiana Jones game. Called Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Yes. And I, I let me see the year it came out. Okay, here we go. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was released in 1992. Um, there was a, a, a game engine called the Scum Engine that powered all the point-and-click adventure games. Anyhow, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was my introduction to Indy, and, and as the title suggests, it is about Atlantis, specifically the Nazis hunting for Atlantis because they've discovered that the technology the Atlanteans possessed could make them be able to conquer the world. Of course, as Baron Bison would say. And I played that game, I must have played that game, I don't know how many times. But it really is quite a fun game. And in many ways, I think, you know, I think I played it when I was probably eight years old. In many ways, it was, well, obviously, it was my introduction to Indiana Jones. It was also my introduction to the idea of Atlantis. 
as with most Indiana Jones stories, there is some degree of truth to it. Um, not obviously, not some of the more, you know, advanced stuff, but, but when it comes to the discussion with Atlantis, the the idea of Plato, the great Greek philosopher, um, were were introduced in here. Um, they at least introduced to me. I was unaware of Plato until seeing this game and the idea of Atlantis comes from Plato's writings. Like like that's where our idea about what Atlantis is comes from and um from Plato, and uh, now he only mentioned a few things about the idea of Atlantis. We have, over time, added more things to the myth of Atlantis. Uh, but it is true in real life that the Nazis were very fascinated by finding Atlantis, or at least in their case, I think many of them argued that their ancestors were Atlantis. You know, their weird stuff like that. And so this is my introduction to the idea of Atlantis, but also um, Indiana Jones. Now, I didn't see the movies probably until 1998 or 1999. I still remember specifically sitting in my grandparents' living room watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which I don't think I really understood. And, and it's weird because I'm not 13 years old. I'm still like, what? But I think it could have been a really bad sound. You know, this is back in the days when sound was pretty bad on televisions. Well, no surround sound, so maybe that didn't help. Um, and it's weird because some of the things that Plato discusses about Atlantis are things that have got, become part of the legend. Um, 
but some things are quite different. So, and we don't really know what happened. It's, it's things like that. They're very interesting, but he doesn't mention it as an advanceable nature. He just mentions it as a very wealthy. He mentions it as a very wealthy, very, um, you know, great civilization. But all this stuff about, you know, magic and the technology of the Atlanteans is it's stuff that we've added since then. Anyhow, not to get on an Atlantis tangent, but it, like I said, it was my introduction to Indy and the idea of Atlantis. And then I saw the movies later and I saw the movies in a very strange order. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark first, probably in 1999. I saw Last Crusade not long afterwards, also at my grandparents' house. Um, and then I, I didn't see Temple of Doom. Gosh. Until probably 2004, maybe. Um, yeah, and then of course I saw that. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I wanted to call it Dial of Destiny. That's the wrong movie. Dial of Destiny comes out next week. I have the theory on what the dial is. Um, for the sake of spoilers, I won't mention it here. Unless I'm right. You know. I don't want to accidentally be right and ruin it for people. But it looks like the movie will be dealing with some fascinating subjects. Such as Operation Paperclip. Yet again, for the sake of spoilers, I won't say what that is. And other things. So I have stayed away from leaks, rumors, even early reviews. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't care what the reviews are. I don't care what the critical reviews are. I don't care about how the fandom discourse is going to act. Because I can almost guarantee you. I'm, I can almost guarantee you that it is going to... The discourse is going to be as nasty as it ever is. I've just come to expect that. And that's just the nature of it. But it, you know, it, it's just going to be that way. And I have 
pretty much guarantee that it's going to be nasty. But the trick, I think, is finding those communities where it's safe. Um, it is, is just the nature of how it's going to be. And it's unfortunate that that's the way it works. But if you are troubled by that, find a community where you feel safe. Let me recommend a few while we close. Actual Radio with Elden Diaz. Nikki Kumar. Ken, Joseph, and Jennifer of Force Center. The Galactic Podcast. Let's see who else. You know, try it of the force. Tarkin's Top Shelf and Radio Rebellion and Nerd Herder Podcast. These are people that you will feel safe with. I know from experience. Now, everybody's got a right to an opinion. But the way these things often go is the people making legitimate arguments that are not toxic, but are just saying, I didn't like it. Those voices are getting drowned out by the people angrily yelling about it. Now, the less said about them, the better, but if you need a safe space, come over here or to the podcast I just mentioned. I think there's one last thing I need to say is there are people who are going to go into this movie wanting to hate it. And they probably will hate it. And the truth of the matter is we shouldn't do that. It is not right, I think, to go in desiring to hate. So, put all the emotional baggage aside. Put all your hate of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull aside. If you have hate for it. And just engage with what's there. As Joseph Scrimshaw says, engage with the story presented to you. You may like it, you may not like it, but engage with it. Don't bring a laundry list of what you don't want to happen or what you do want to happen. Take it for what it is and look at it on its own merits. And don't try to compare it to the original films because let's be clear. Is it ever going to live up to Raiders of the Last Ark? Probably not. But it doesn't need to. And it doesn't need to, I should say. So those are a few thoughts on my introduction to Indiana Jones. 
and my feelings about how we should engage with the movie. I am very excited to go see it. And I'm probably going to like it, knowing myself. And it's probably going to be a little rough trying to avoid negativity. But that's how it is. Say la vie. So, those are my thoughts on the upcoming Dial of Destiny and how I got into this universe of Indiana Jones. My name is Brendan Murray. That noise you heard is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to A Thousand Generations presented by Page Turners They Were Not. My Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.